Today, I have a word for you. The title of my sermon is "Declaration of Dependence." Well, the first scripture is from Luke 18. It says, "Two men went to the temple to pray, and one was a Pharisee, and the other was a despised tax collector. And the Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer: 'I thank you, God, that I am not a sinner like everyone else.'" For I don't cheat, I don't sin, and I don't commit adultery, and I'm certainly not like that tax collector. I fast twice a week, and I give you a tenth of my income. But the tax collector stood at a distance and dared not even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed. Instead, he beat his chest in sorrow, saying, "Oh God, be merciful to me, for I am a sinner." I tell you, this sinner, not the Pharisee, returned home justified before God. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Well, friends, in this passage, Jesus gave a picture of two postures of prayer, and the Pharisee treated prayer as a bragging right. Well, in his mind, he thinks that he can rely on himself, and he sees himself as self-sufficient and independent. And he is what we call, in modern-day terms, a self-made man. The tax collector, on the other hand, painted a very different posture of prayer. The tax collector came before God, and he was very gripped by his own lack in life. And in his prayer, he cried out to God with all of his heart, and he was casting himself wholly into the hands of God, and he was depending wholly on the grace of God, and he wasn't ashamed to admit it. Amen. So he, in the end, Jesus praised the tax collector and not the Pharisee for having the correct posture of prayer. So, friends, this is the attitude to prayer that you and I need to have. Prayer is our declaration of dependence on God, and I say it again: prayer is our declaration of dependence on God. And I know, sorry, let's give Jesus a big hand. If you want to clap, you will clap two hundred percent. So, prayer is really our declaration of dependence on God. And I know that the Americans have their declaration of independence, well, which is very good for human rights, and that has its place. But you and I, in our Christian walk with God, in this area of prayer, it is prayer is our declaration of dependence on God. Amen. Prayer is being full of God and not of yourself. You see, when the Pharisee came to God, you know, in front of God in prayer, he was full of himself. But the tax collector. Was different when he was before God in prayer. He emptied himself fully, and he started to fill himself up with more of God. He totally depended on God. Friends, this is how it should be. We dependent on God, and this is the picture of prayer. And being dependent on God is almost like how a pilot is dependent on the air control tower. How many of you know that the pilot and the control tower they have a very, very special relationship? You know, the pilot will not trust in his own visibility to just fly the plane, but he will 
trust and he will rely and depend on the you know air traffic controller because he knows that the control tower sees way beyond that he can see and he knows that the, the control tower knows of what's happening ahead before the pilot knows so if you are a smart pilot a smart pilot will always stay in contact with the air traffic controller so that he can ensure his own safety and he can ensure his own survival and you know what prayer is the same prayer is our declaration of dependence on our God and we rely on him because we know that he can see much further than you and I can see and he can see way ahead of us and that is why we need to be totally dependent on him so friends when we pray to God when we stand before him we really through prayer acknowledge a few things we acknowledge that he is our father when we come before him basically we're saying God you are my father and I am your child God you are the omnipotent creator of the world and I am your creation God I rely on you I'm totally totally dependent on you God you are God and we are human and that's what prayer means when we come before God and friends you know God and us we are in a relationship we are in a partnership together and because it is a relationship and a partnership that's why you must understand this second point of prayer and it is this prayer is not duty but desire say that after me say prayer, prayer. is not duty, duty but desire now like all relationships it is all about desire do you know why God wants us to pray well God wants us to pray simply because he wants relationship with us and he wants our partnership God wants us and God wants our fellowship that's why he asks us to pray he wants to relate to us now John 4 23 has a very interesting verse it says here yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the father in the spirit and in truth for they are the kind of worshipers the father seeks what an amazing verse what does God see God seeks us God wants our fellowship he seeks true worshipers amen? amen now you know I like to write my sermons at home because it's a little quieter with all, away from all the staff our staff are a very funny loud happy laughing crew so I like to write my sermons at home and uh, when I do that now years ago when my daughter was in lower primary and when she finds me at home writing my sermon what she would do was that she would push 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 her desk her own little desk all the way and she will not stop until she parked her desk right next to my desk and it must be really close and it cannot even be an inch apart so she would be there and then when she's done that she'd be very happy she would sit down she'd do her work and I too would start to write my sermon well so she'll start talking to me now you must understand that my daughter and I we have the same anointing we have what you called the interrupter anointing so I love to interrupt dad and she loves to interrupt me so we all work very well together as a family we're very fair you know we make sure that we torture each other equally so she will be there and uh, you know it's imagine this she's so happy just sitting there and imagine this of all the space of all the rooms in my house she chose a space that was nearest to me 
and next to me. Friends, she has a desire to be with me. And this is what prayer is all about. Amen. This is how it is like with God. Prayer is not duty, but prayer is desire. Prayer is like moving our desk next to God's desk in heaven and say, God, you know, let me tell you about my life. God, what are you doing on the face of this earth? God, won't you tell me? God, well, can I tell you about my life? God, you move your desk a little closer to God's desk in heaven. You say, God, you know, how can I fulfill your will in my life, in my family, in my school, in my nation, in, in my church? That's what prayer is like. Amen. So it's all about desire. Prayer is not duty, but desire. But friends, and you know this, for anything to be successful in life, it must come from desire. And prayer is no different. Prayer must always come first from a desire to be with God, to hang with him and to talk to him and to listen to him. Amen. There must be a desire for relationship. And you know, this is not a one-way traffic. God wants our fellowship too. He wants a partnership. And that's why when we pray, he answers. And that's why when we ask, he moves. Amen. And God does not just desire you to come before him and have one or two brief chats about life. But he wants you to come before him with your deepest concerns. Pour out your heart before him. And he, in turn, will also pour out the deepest concerns of his heart before you. Now, the sad thing is this. A lot of people do not understand that. They fail to see that. And that's why, for them, prayer isn't a joy but a burden. And for them, you know, they, when they fail to pray, they actually feel guilty instead of missing God. And then, well, people fail to see that. And even when they do pray, their prayers are often wooden and lifeless. And they keep on repeating words without engaging their hearts or their minds. But that is not what prayer should be. Prayer is not duty, but desire. Prayer is not obligation, but devotion. Now, what's the difference? Well, obligation is focused on the task to be fulfilled, but devotion is different. Devotion is focused on the person of God. Amen. Obligation is just focused on fulfilling some mindless, heartless prayers daily. But devotion really is about moving your desk closer to God's desk in heaven, praying and keeping an eye on what God is doing. And you, in turn, share with God what is going on in your life. Amen. Friends, what a privilege it is that the Creator, can you put yourself in that thought? For a moment, what an amazing thought that the creator of all things powerful on this earth actually desires to fellowship with us. Amen. And if we can see that and if we can have that picture in our minds, then prayer won't become a burden, but it will become a privilege, a privilege that God has graciously given to us. And, you know, if you can have that picture in your mind, you know, prayer will become less ritual and more relational. Let me say that to you again. If you can have that picture in your mind, prayer will become less ritual, but more relational. It will become less of an obligation. It will become devotion. And if we can see that picture in our head, we will know 
that prayer is not duty, but desire. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, "Prayer is not duty, but desire." Well, the third thing about prayer that I'm going to talk about today is that prayer is not a monologue, but a dialogue. Are you ready? Prayer is not a monologue, but a dialogue. And Andrew Murray, the great teacher in prayer, says this: Prayer is not a monologue, but dialogue, and God's voice in its most essential part. Listening to God's voice is the secret of the assurance. That he will listen to mine, friends. It is important to listen to God. You and I more than desire to hear God. You and I need to hear His voice. Now, in the book of Matthew, in the transfiguration of Jesus, Jesus was on a mountain, and Peter, James, John, and three of them, the disciples, were with him. And then Jesus started to transfigure, and his face shone like the sun. And the Bible says his clothes became white as light. And so, in that little moment, Jesus decided to reveal a little bit of his glory to his disciples who were with him. And so, there, the glory of God was there, and the presence of God was there. And right there, in that special moment, the voice of the heavenly Father came out from heaven, and he says, "This he says, 'This is my beloved Son. Listen to him.' Hey." Wait a minute! Of all the things that God can say, God didn't say, "This is my beloved son. Inquire of him, talk to him, or even serve him." But God says, "This is my beloved son. Listen to him." Isn't that incredible? God wants us to listen to him. Amen. So the same is required of us today as Christians. We need to listen to Jesus. Friends, prayer is not all just about talking at God, but prayer also consists of listening to Him. Prayer is not a monologue, but it is a dialogue between two persons. Prayer is born out of relationship with God. Now, how many of you know that in a marriage, marriage is a relationship, right? How many of you know that in a marriage? If a wife is just focused and talking and talking and talking at the husband, and not listening at all, how many of you know that relationship is headed for trouble? So it is the same, amen. God says, "This is my beloved son. Listen to him." Friends, you know I cannot begin to tell you enough. I've been a Christian for a long, long time, and、uh, I, I I love to be a Christian. I love the thing about Christianity that always appeals to me, is that God actually speaks to us. You know, I never get not awed by that. I'm always in wonder of that. Like, wow, God actually speaks to us. The beautiful thing about Christianity is that it's not a one-way communication. It is a two-way communication. When we talk to God, He actually talks back to us. Prayer is us talking to God, but the Bible is God talking to us. Friends, I can't talk about prayer without mentioning the Word of God. God speaks to us all the time from the Word, generally through the stories, generally through biblical principles. But that is still just general revelation. As a Christian, as a child of God, you will want more than just general 
revelation. You want him to talk to you personally. You want specific revelation in your lives. Now, when I was a little girl, there was something that I truly enjoyed doing with my father. And uh, that's one of the few memories I have with my dad. And what we do is that we would go to the shopping center, and I was really little, I was a young girl. And there's this box of stuff during Christmas, and it's called the Lucky Dip. It's a box of stuff with the wrapped presents inside. And all you have to do is to pay $2, and you get a Lucky Dip. You dip your hands in and you pull out present from that if you pay $2. Well, I love that. I know sometimes in my little shortness and, you know, I just stare at the box. I just realize that everything inside is generically wrapped. What kind of lucky dip is that, you know? It's all generically wrapped and they look all the same. But nevertheless, I was too happy. I love to do it. Pay $2, pick it out, you know, go home happy, excitedly open it. But it looked like just another 2,000 other presents in that box. But it doesn't matter. So I love doing that. Then I became a teenager. And one day, I came home. And to my surprise, I saw on my bed, there was a present in a box with a ribbon. Very nicely wrapped. And it has my name written all across it. It was for me. It was not just another generic present, but it was for me. And it had my name written all across it. When I opened it, I realized that it was a uh, Walkman. You know, Walkman, like, play cassettes, which predates the CDs, which predates everything else. You know what I'm saying, right? So Walkman, and uh, it had a little microphone on it and that I can plug it in and start recording songs when I sing into the microphone. So it was a gift. That was specifically for me in mind by my brother because he knows that I love to listen to music and I love to sing. Friends, that gift was picked for me. And that day, I understood the power of having a gift that was given to me with me in mind. A specific gift for my specific person. Amen. So it is the same, you know, for, for us, we need a specific word from God. In our relationship with God, General revelation is good for us, yes. But you know what? Sometimes we just need a specific word from God. Sometimes we just want a box with our name written all across it. Sometimes we just want a word of God that is tailor-made for us in our lives. Amen? You want a specific revelation, a word from God, tailored to your specific circumstances sometimes in your life. And so... In my life, in my walk with God, uh, I had a specific word spoken to me once during a church meeting years ago. And you know, when we first started the church, there were only a handful of people. We were like uh, less than, uh, fewer than 80 people maybe. And you know, in that, in that situation, even though the church was small and we didn't have such amazing screens, uh, the presence of God was really, really, really real. And when I heard that specific word from God, it completely set me on a clear path of what Heart of God Church should become. So this was in the old premise that we were at, at in, in uh, Henderson. So when we were in Henderson during those times, really small. And every day there was a prayer that I would pray. And I would say, God, give me this generation. And I would pray that I couldn't pray anything else. Well... It was not a strange prayer. It was just a prayer that was really inspired by the Word of God. 
Because if you look at Psalms 2.8, it says this. It says, ask of me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. So when I read that word, I know that 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 verse is a conversation between God and his son, Jesus Christ. But, But you know, nevertheless, the word of God, it stirred faith in me. It inspired me. A thought sparked off me. And I thought to myself, wow, isn't that an amazing and unusual invitation from God the Father? Isn't it amazing if we could just, you know, don't ask so much for prestige and money and riches, but if we could just ask, if we could just ask for people. This is the invitation of God in this verse. We could ask for people for our lives. So I prayed because of that faith stirred in my heart and I prayed. And every day I say, God, give me this generation. And every time I look at the face of a young person, I will say, God, give me this generation. I want youth for my inheritance. And I will pray, and I will pray. And then there was a list of all the names of all the small connect group of youth that we had. And I would pray through them one by one by one by one. And that was the cry of my heart and the burden of my heart. And I say, God, this is the name. God, it will be only 12 names on it. But God, I ask you to give me this generation. God, I want the youths for inheritance. Give me this generation. And you know, funnily enough, sometime later, during prayer meeting in church, all right? Last time we used to have prayer meetings before church services. And that prayer meeting, I will always remember it for the rest of my life. When we were in that prayer meeting, the presence of God was so strong. And I recall standing there in the presence of God. And you know what? God answered me. I heard a voice in my heart loud and clear. And God spoke these words to me. God says, Cecilia, I will give you the key to this generation. And it is music. I will give you the key to this generation. And it is music. It is incredible. God was speaking in response to my daily prayer. Friends, prayer is not a monologue, but a dialogue. And God replied to my declaration of dependence on Him. The reply gave me such a clear direction of what the youth of Heart of God Church can become. And you know what? As you know, prayer is not a monologue, but a dialogue. After God had spoken in reply to my prayers, you know what? After that point, the hand of God has always been on the worship ministry since that time. It has always been on the worship ministry of young people in this church. God has always been very serious from that point on to ensure that the young people in our church, that the music in our church and the worship in our church is always anointed, is always impactful, is always born on the shoulders of holy men and women of God in the worship ministry, in the ops department, in the sound crew. God's hand has always been on the music in this church. Amen. So this is what I want to tell you today. You know, the the music in this church, God has given us that key and what a great key it is and what a good key. And you know, this, this music in our church is played by young people. And how many times have you heard of people coming into our service and say, you know what, when the music plays, I feel the presence of God. And my heart got opened and then I gave my life to Jesus. Friends, God has given you and I a tremendous key to open the hearts of this generation. And it all came to us in a reply from God. And that came about because we had 
a declaration of dependence on our God and say, God, I need you. I need you to build this church. God, I need you. Give me this generation. Amen. So friends, you and I, we want to come to the place where we can hear God speak to us. Specific words in our lives. A box with our name written across it. Tailor-made for our situations. And I tell you, God delights to give you that specific word for your life. And you know what? He can do that sometimes using Bible scriptures. He can do that using thoughts he put in your minds or some words that flash across your heart. But everything that he says to you, let me tell you this, it will never contradict his word. Whatever God speaks to you in a thought or in a, in, in a feeling or a, a sensing in your heart or words in your mind, it will never contradict the Bible because our God is consistent. Truth is consistent. Our God and the Bible, they are one. Amen. They are one. Friends, we need to listen to him. And here is my last thought today. And we're going to come into a wonderful time in the presence of God together. This is my last thought for today. Are you ready for it? God doesn't speak to be heard. But he speaks to be obeyed. God doesn't speak to be heard. But to be obeyed. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Prayer is not a monologue, but a dialogue. Prayer is our declaration of dependence on our God. It is not a duty. It has everything to do with desire. Amen. Stand up with me today. Some of you today, as you stand before God, you need to lay aside your pride. To say, God, I'm not going to be like that Pharisee who thinks that I'm a self-made man or that I'm sufficient in my own ways and self-sufficient, self-reliant. God, I'm going to lay aside my pride and I want to come to you with my declaration of dependence and say, God, I need you. Some of you here, you need to stop being weak today and think that you lack everything in life. Let me tell you, your Father in heaven has provision for you. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. God has his voice for you. And he will provide for you in your weakness. His voice will come. Don't have to feel weak, but you can feel strong because God has provided his voice for you. Heart of God Church, Christianity. It's not for the proud, not for the weak. Christianity is for the humble and the strong. And I pray in Jesus' name, everyone here, you will be humble and you will be strong. Humble because you know that you need God. Strong because you know that you can hear Him. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes today. Father, I thank you for your incredible presence in this service. God, we want to raise a generation of people who are not just busy in ministry, but a whole new generation of people who can hear you, walk in tandem with you. As you stand here, I wonder how many of you, you say in your heart and say, Pastor, I am a proud person. I'm going to depend on God today. And some of you say, Pastor, I'm a weak person. 
and I'm going to step into all the provision that God has for me in this relationship. If that is you, I'm going to count to three. I'm going to put up your hands as a sign to God that this is our declaration of dependence. If you're ready for your declaration of dependence on God, I'm going to count to three and put up your hands in this place. One, two, three. Hands up in this place. That's right. It's an attitude of the heart. This is the posture of prayer. That's why we lift up our hands. Because we know that we are human. But He is God. And we've always relied on Him to build this church. We have always relied on Him to live our Christian lives. Father, see these hands, God. And I want the whole church with your hands lifted up. Those with your hands lifted up. To say this after me. Say, Jesus. 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 I listen to you today. I listen to you today. This is my declaration of dependence. This is my declaration of dependence. I will no longer be proud. I will no longer be proud. Neither will I be weak. Neither will I be weak. Jesus. Jesus. I rely on you. I rely on you. I want to be humble. I want to be humble. I want to be strong. I want to be strong. Let me hear your voice. Let me hear your voice. In a clearer way. In a clearer way. From today onwards, from today onwards, I will always turn aside. I will always turn aside and listen to you. And listen to you. To your voice. To your voice. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're coming into a very special time and segment in the service where I'm speaking to all of you who have not yet invited Jesus into your heart. You know, the Bible says, God says, my sheep will hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. My sheep knows my voice and I know them and they follow me. This is what God says. You know, the Bible says that Jesus is the good shepherd and those who belong to Jesus, belong to God, will hear his voice. Friends, some of you here, you haven't, had, you haven't invited Jesus into your heart. And that's why the channel of communication between you and God has not yet been restored. And that's why even though God could be speaking, but you are not yet hearing because you have not yet invited Jesus into your heart. And let me tell you this, in order for you to hear the voice of God, you have to belong to Him. And this afternoon, I'm just going to provide the opportunity for you to come before God in prayer, prayer and say, God, this is my declaration of dependence on you. I'm not yet a Christian. But I want to hear your voice. And I so need to hear your voice to live my life. In my family, in my school life, in my working life. God, I need you. Well, it is very simple. You just have to pray the prayer. Invite Jesus into your heart. And you become a child of God. And the child of God will always hear the voice of the Heavenly Father. So this afternoon, if you're not yet a Christian, you haven't invited Jesus into your lives. Whether you're here for the first time or second or third or fourth time. Today is your chance. Do not leave this room at the end of the service not hearing the voice of God in your life. So I'm going to count to three. And at the count of three, you're going to put up your hands. It's a sign for me to pray with you to invite Jesus into your life. That's right. I'm going to count to three right now. One, become a child of God today and hear His voice in your heart. One, two, 
three. That's right. Hands up in the air. Up in the air. Right now, I can see you all the way at the back. High up in the air. High up in the air. Keep your hands there. I'm going to pray with you very shortly. That's right. Hands up in the air. Keep it there. And some of you here, you are very far away from Jesus. Today, you're not very sure whether you still can hear the voice of God. Today is the day to be sure. If that is you, you can also put up your hands. One, two, three. You want to hear the voice of God again in your life. You can put up your hands as well. You feel very far away from Jesus. I see your hands. That's right. I want you to pray this prayer after me as the church also prays together. If you have your hands up, I'm going to invite Jesus into your life this very moment. Say after me. Say, Jesus, Jesus. You say, you say, your sheep will hear your voice. Your sheep will hear your voice. So I come to you today. So I come to you today. In my declaration of dependence. In my declaration of dependence. To say, to say, I want to belong to you. I want to belong to you. So that I can hear your voice. So that I can hear your voice. In my life. In my life. In a daily. In a daily basis. Basis. Jesus, Jesus, thank you, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. For dying on the cross for my sins, I rely on you. I rely on you to reconnect me. To reconnect me to my heavenly Father. To my heavenly Father. Thank you, thank you. From today onwards, from today onwards, I am a Christian. I am a Christian. From today onwards, from today onwards, I can hear the voice of God. I can hear the voice of God. And for some of you here, you're not sure. Say, Jesus, Jesus, I come back to you. I come back to you. Forgive me. Forgive me. For being far away from you. For being far away from you. Open up my spiritual ears. Open up my spiritual ears. To hear you again. To hear you Thank again. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And all of this we pray. And all of this we pray. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And all of God's people say, Amen. Amen. This last part of this meeting, I just want to speak to everyone here in this room. You know, before you even walk into this service today and walk through those doors, God has already prepared for you a box with your name across it. Tied with a ribbon, a word that is for you, a specific revelation that is for you. Catered and tailor-made to your circumstances and the situation that is in your life. I don't know what you're going through in your lives right now. But you know, I know the most important thing is that God knows. When you walk through the doors of our church today, God knows what you're going through. And He's got a specific word for you to lead you, to guide you in your current situation in your life right now. And we're going to take the next 30 seconds and start to listen to God. And in your heart, you say, God, I need a word from you. You just quietly lift up your hands and just begin to talk to Him. Say, God, I need the specific revelation. I need that box with my name across it just for me speak to my heart God speak to my mind that's right listen to him this is my beloved son listen to him and when God does speak you gotta let faith come through and don't think that it is just your thoughts or your mind playing tricks on you believe that God still speaks to us today. Today. Believe. That word is from heaven. That word is from heaven. You have reached the end of the sermon. We pray that you've been blessed by the word of God. To find out more about us, you can log on to www.heartofgodchurch.org. 
or connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at HOGC. You can also follow Pasta Lia on Facebook and Instagram at pasta.lia.